When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to another episode of Pre-Match Carnage. Uh, Pre-Match Carnage for the Leicester City game, mainly um, talking some Gakpo, talking some midfielder links to Liverpool, um, but obviously everything and all of that is overshadowed by some news that has... Um, has come to all of our attentions, obviously, uh, about the passing away of an absolute icon and legend. Um, Pele, um, I guess this is the best way to put it. Ahmed, channel member, says condolences to all the footballing fraternity on the passing away of a legend. Pele, um, Pixel A Pigeon says, very sad news, RIP Pele. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a dampener. We were bouncing into this show. We had so much uh, laughing and a giggle behind stage, talking about football and everything. And then it, you know, when you start thinking about these things and it dawns upon you, you know, you know, death is going to come to us all. But when it hits home, when 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 we hear of a legend, and of course none of us saw him play, or but every single one of us, and there's quite a range of age groups here, from me to Omar, right? But we all, what did we all know? We all knew Pele what he represented, what he was about. Generation after generation after generation, Pele was the uh, the name that we all knew. And um, 
it's a sad day. It's a sad day for football. It's a sad day for, for obviously all his families and friends. Um, and obviously, massive, massive, huge, huge loss to football. Um, I guess we start off with probably the second oldest, I'm assuming. Avi, after me, probably, I think. Yeah, how's it going, Chris? Um, How you doing? Yeah, yeah, no, it is sad news. Um, We knew for a while that he wasn't... Um, he wasn't well and you know we were getting posts from obviously on social media from his daughter and son so now he's a, he's a legend you hear stories you know from my uncles my granddad even um when he used to watch him play and you know there's few snippets that we have watched him play on youtube and stuff and there is enough footage but yeah like what a ambassador for football you know he there was something that neymar said like you know he he, he brought you know, he brought something exotic to football. You know, football wasn't the main sport when he actually won the World Cup from like 1958 to, you know, the 1970s. And like, he was the one who like sort of pioneered football um, to what it is now. So no, one of the greatest for sure. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's sad when anyone passes away, but someone that's been a focal point in football and someone who's had an influence on me, um, you know, getting into football and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a sad loss for football in general. It's uh, he's one of those. Um, I, I I'd say for for sure the first superstar, right, Kev? Like like you know, you talk about superstars in each sport. He's, he's the first one I can I can I can remember that was an absolute superstar of the sport and elevated to another level. Yeah, and like obviously, um, he, I've not seen a lot of Pele other than like YouTube clips and stuff but like as you kind of put it earlier he's just one of those undeniable legends like everybody knows about him nobody questions his status you know and when we think about the greats that I've certainly seen in my lifetime they're always you know compared to this guy and I'm like well yeah that's incredible that's, that's always that's always um what's the word a gauge like when you're always yeah. comparing him to one player, one person, and everyone you're right is held to Pele. Yeah, and then usually the arguments are, well, no, they're not even as good as him. So it's just like that guy that was just like the undeniable, you know, one of the absolute greats, if not the greatest in a lot of people's eyes. And um, I certainly think for the people that were able to see him or, you know, were around at that time or what have you, he meant so much to those people as we kind of look to our idols now and the people we've seen growing up, he was the guy for them. And he's like, what he brought to the sport just um, was huge, as Avery put it. And um, it's a sad loss, a really, really mm. sad loss. Absolutely. Ben says, my dad won't have that. Any, any, anybody other than Pelé is the goat he walked so that he, our heroes could run. Absolutely. That's, that's true. I wanted to share with you guys what Neymar said. Um, is it this one? No, I've, I've got it on my phone. You me to read it. There is this one. Yes, sorry. Um, yeah, name on Instagram before Pele, <coughs> Pele uh, 10 was just a number before Pele football was just a sport. He turned football into art, into entertainment. He gave a voice to the poor, to the blacks, and visibility to Brazil. He's gone, but his magic remains. Pele's forever. I think, I mean, I very quickly had a look through Twitter and I thought. You know that was one of the most poignant to me. Everyone, every, everything, everyone is everyone's appeals to something different or enjoys something, reading something different. But I thought that pretty much summed it up. Um, Ohms, obviously, you're the you're the baby of the group today. But even your generation, you know, will 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 know about Pele, Pele, Pele. All you hear is Pele, Pele. I don't know if you ever seen the film. Actually, have you seen the, the Escape to Victory? 
No, my dad always tells me to watch it. Oh, I, need, I need to watch it. But, um, oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a video recently. It was like um, of Pele doing like famous football moves before like, say you have like the Maradona turn, the Kraft, the Kraft turn. Um, I don't know, all, all these sort of skills. And he was the first one to do it. And he was a sort of pioneer, I guess. Um, uh, even when I was young and I was getting into football, like Pele was one of the first names I heard. Like, it was always like, oh, you just hear like, I don't know, your, your dad, your uncle, your granddad, whatever, just speaking about this Pele guy. And it, it wasn't until like I started getting into football that I was like, oh, damn, like this guy really was so special. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, all I've seen is clips of him on YouTube, but even that, like, what he was doing, like, it was ahead of his time, and it's it's testament to him, really. That's that's the one of the best ways of putting it, ahead of his time, isn't it, Avi? Like, everything that we see now, we see strikers or forwards, and we say, oh, what a move, what a dummy, what a skill. Pele done it. Pele was so ahead of his time. It's actually genius right he was a footballing genius and we obviously talk about the Messi's and the Ronaldo's now and everything but and and then you know sometimes how we talk about Maradona's time which was only what 20 years ago maybe 30, 30 years ago right yeah. but now we're talking imagine the state of affairs around in, in Pele's time and state of pitches technology nutrition fitness nobody knew what you know the boots the footballs he was truly a genius right I think that's probably the best way yeah, genius and because he, you know, everyone sort of imagine growing up like look at us during the nineties and the, you know when we were playing football, Grizz, um, we, we were just told Maradona, Pele, you know, so you'd want to watch and you'd replicate things that they did, and you obviously couldn't, but like you said, the state of affairs back then, you know, pitches were more heavier in terms of grass, your boots were like lead. You know, but he did unbelievable things. You know, he technically was brilliant back then when you look at it and. He was surrounded by great players as well, but he was the main sort of focal point. And that 1970 Brazil team, I mean, wow. You know, you just got to watch videos on YouTube to see how special they really were. I mean, obviously, his famous dummy where he sends the goalkeeper flapping, but he misses the shot. Greatest miss ever. That was magnificent. Um, but yeah. We, and the we Gordon thought... Bank save, It would have been a great header if it went in, but oh. the header, the leap, but the save, you know. So, you know, so many. Well, how, how do you remember legends? How do we remember legends? By iconic moments that live in our memories, right? And yep. we've just rattled off three or four. We can remember off his, uh, you know, the famous pass to Carlos Alberto, uh, you know, when he doesn't even look there, you know, he, he not already knows he can sort of kind of hear the gallop, <laughs> you know what I mean, of Carlos Alberto. Uh, but yeah, we thought we spent a few minutes, guys. Um, I thought it's very important to, to, to pay our respects as well, because... Ultimately, we're football, we're football guys. We love talking about football, heroes, icons, and he probably tops them all. Um, a very sad day. Um, to something very light. Uh, Kay Thorpe says, appreciate the support. He says, Grizz, you and Avi are unbelievable to look up to. Um, you must be short if you look up to Avi, son. Um, always, <laughs> always, always, always bring great entertainment, news, and just great vibes. We try our best, my friend. Thank you very much for that. Very lovely words. Um, you know, we wanted to be coming in a really bouncing mode and be in a good mood, but yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a damp, damp, dampener on proceedings. But we'll try to keep it moving. Pimper Distress says, "Does Ben Jacobs and Liv Echo, Liverpool Echo, know what they're talking about when they say no Casado convos happening?" I don't know who you're asking. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to speak on 
whether Ben Jacobs or the Liverpool Echo know what they're talking about. I mean, I'm not one of these guys that likes to sort of talk about what someone doesn't know. I'd rather talk about what I think I know. Do you get what I mean, guys? You know what I mean? Like, you'd rather talk about what you think you know rather than say, no, he doesn't know anything. And I think probably speak for everyone else or is there anyone else that wants to say anything else? No? Yeah, there's no, there's no real advantage gained by this you know, trying to disprove someone else's comments. It's, it's a little bit waste of time. Just, you know, put put out what you believe and, and people that choose to believe it will do so. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I didn't, I missed your first super chat. I thought two out two. I'm so sorry, Pimpin Address. Thank you very much for your support. He says, RIP King Pelvele, one of a kind. Big up Godfather and Blue Chip. You know what I'm going to ask. And obviously he went on to ask that. We will get into it though. We will get into it and, and we will discuss what the links are, what the stories are, what we know, what we don't know what we think and give our opinion and that's it that's how it works on my show anyway um guys you're all very welcome thank you very much for tuning in uh please hit that like button before we get into the show there's 370 well, coming up to 400 of you guys in here uh, and apparently the likes is like 58 of you liked you know what i mean i know i know omar you know what i mean I'm, i know you can probably hear omar's every sneeze uh, well, one of you I can hear every sneeze. Like I don't know if you guys know. Like one of you is this I think it's heavy. Really? I think it's. Do you reckon it's heavy? Do you reckon no, it's heavy? I've got a cough. You look twerp. Not bloody sneezing, am I? Behave yourself. No, no, it's not a sneeze. It's a sniff. Sniff. It's a sniff. It's a sniff. Yeah. So I'm looking out for your noses, rea no nasal reactions to see who's the sniff that we can hear, and where it is that you're sniffing. But anyway, we're moving on swiftly. Uh, Guys, hit that like button and then we can get cracking. First and foremost, we've got to hear um, Cavs and Abby's opinion on Gakpo. Um, or even Omar's. I think I, I thought I heard Omar's. Um, it's always exciting when we make a signing, right? Cav, I'll start off with you. It always kind of just automatically lifts the mood. Whatever. Whatever situation, you, whatever state you're in. We needed mood lifting more than most after the World Cup, after the first part of the season. We needed to get a win on the board. And then we needed to see minimum one, hopefully two signings. And it's amazing. The world, uh, the, the, the transfer window hasn't even opened yet. We've got one of the, I don't know how you guys want to describe him. One of the potential stars of the World Cup. Like he done well. He was a bit of a standout. You could say he was standout, a bit of a standout. Bit of a standout of the World Cup. Yeah, a bit of a standout of the World Cup. Um, we finally saw another six foot two stroke four Dutchman next to a Christmas tree. Uh, but this <laughs> time it was Cody Gakpo. Thoughts, Cav? Yeah, he did have a good World Cup. I think he scored three goals, which isn't a bad return. Um, and he was playing in a Netherlands side that weren't particularly, you know, great going forward. You know, he was probably the most dynamic player they had and the guy that they looked to to sort of get a goal. Um, he's a... He was a bit of a surprise, I must admit. Like, I know Liverpool, they move in silence with their transfers now. Um, but I... Thought, and I think a lot of people thought that he was going to United, you know, and and I know we were kind of linked um, sort of prior to the World Cup a little bit, and then the rumours kind of went away, and I kind of dis dismissed it. I didn't look into him too much because I just assumed he was at United. So when it the news broke after the Villa game, it came as a real surprise, you know, and it was seemed to be wrapped up quite quick. Um, but as you say, any signing, and especially a signing like this guy, I mean, check his numbers, you know, check his age and the potential he has, it's um, it's really exciting. And it's addressing problems that we believe we've got in the squad, you know. 
we've spoke about injuries so much this season and how we've never really had a squad that's been particularly deep or at least had quality in depth. And, and with the injuries we've got, we, we all, I think, can agree that we needed bodies in. We needed help. We needed support, not only for this season, but beyond. So it was nice to see that the club were, you know, addressing this. You know, we spoke so much about finances and how much we can spend and, you know, talks of the takeover, how would that influence things? Well, here we are, you know, business as usual. We needed to solve a problem and we've done it. And we're going to come on and I'll let the guy speak about the player. But first and foremost, I'm just so pleased that Liverpool are acting and, you know, we're getting a good profile of player and it's exciting for now and it's exciting for the seasons ahead as well. Exactly. I'm just going to put my shower on. Uh, people always think I'm uh, ch- uh, doing a show from the shower. So I just got to put my shower on. I was thinking I'm not looking that great. Uh, Ohms, Cav says something that we needed, something that needed addressing. We put the question to each other and all the subscribers and, and, and viewers as well for the last week or two, whether it was what, what was what was it that we needed as a matter of urgency, a forward we, or a central midfielder? And we, we ended up we ended up we ended getting up forward. forward, yeah. Yeah. How did you yeah, feel about so, it? No, 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 yeah. We we said we said we needed I think you put a poll out, didn't you? And what was sixty four percent? Sixty four percent said forward, uh, midfielder. Sorry, midfielder. Yeah. So, um, I think look, the urgent need is a forward, um, and we've we've always talked about the midfield like replacements coming in. Um, but look, he's he's a promising player. I, I I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of him. I saw him in the World Cup. That's the most I've seen of him, and he's someone that I feel like will fit the Liverpool mold. Um, he's he's got he's got a good drive to him. He he seems like a ruthless sort of forward. Um, he can create. Apparently, can take corners, which at six foot two. Um, yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. It, it is weird. Um, hopefully, he can head a ball as well because we have people that can take corners. Um, but yeah, he's he's another player coming in sort of on the left hand side. He's a sort of left forward in, inside, like left winger, um, in a way and. It's it, it's for me. It's more interesting how we're gonna evolve now with yeah. literally seven, eight people at the club now who can play in the front three. Um, to me, it's just a signal that we're gonna change that formation. Uh, I I feel like you can't have. I mean, I feel like it won't happen instantly because um, we've got injuries. But once everyone is back. Um, it would make sense maybe to stick to that 4-2-3-1 sort of shape we were playing. So, look, I'm excited. I'm always excited with a new signing. Um, he's a big signing, but I don't really know what to expect, um, to be honest. Uh, I just expect him. I just hope I just hope he, he sort of hits the ground running and scores a few goals. But it's not like someone I expect to sort of set the house on fire and hit 25, 30 a season straight away. Hmm. Avi, um, before we go on, Rumino says, I picture a young Avi looking like Cav and an old older Cav looking like Avi. I mean, this is a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant message. I was, a I, lot slimmer, I was a lot slimmer back then. Yeah, I was probably like Cav's uh, weight size, actually. Back then. I, had to, I had to read that out. I mean, that's quite, you know, genius, actually, how you've <laughs> analysed that so quickly. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, it's put me off, actually, because I had a very good question lined up for you, Avi. But what... what so... You know, me and you have been speaking about it on and off here. Gakpo, how we rate him, how we see him as a player and everything. But I want to speak about the positives 
before I've got any negatives. I haven't got any negatives, really. I just just didn't think he was worth 60, 70 million. And the fact that he was going to United, I thought he won't flourish at United. But the fact, the, what appeals to me is we're going for 37 million. In this day and age, Avi, where 70, 80 million is asked for any type of player, like Anthony went for 90 million. Um, you know, who else top of my head? I can't remember now. So many other high profile, you know, Grealish. Grealish, 100 million the other day. Well, yeah. then Kunku's gone for like 65, 70 years old, isn't he? So 37 million for a 23 year old Dutch international has played for his international team, a captain to PSV already at a young age. The stats are frightening. But do you see beyond that? Do you know much more about him beyond that? What's your thoughts on him? And like Omar said, how do you see us playing with him? Because he's different from what we've got, I feel. Because this is a typical Klopp uh, signing. I mean, look, Bobby came for 30, but I know Bobby was done when Brendan Rodgers was in charge. You know, um, Bobby came in similar age, 22, 23. Salah came at 23, I think, from Roma. Similar price, 20, 34 million, 35 million circa. Yeah. Mane was similar, you know, age, um, price. Diaz came in at, you know, 24 years old, um, same price, 35 plus add-ons. And there's another one. Um, Jota was the same. I think Jota was 40 million, but the installments were very low. Yeah. Um, but that's, a, that's, that's, uh, um, did you say it, Cab, the other day? That's a sweet spot, isn't it, in terms of mm -hmm. prices, uh, the, the, how much we pay for them, for, right? But and yeah. and it's it seems as though like we've hit that number again. Um, Cody Gakpo was being linked with Man United for like you know 50, 60 million. Um, but we've gone in there and I don't know what we've done, but maybe the payment structure is more suitable to PSV. And we've gone in there and snapped him up for 37, um, plus add ons, I think, equating to 50 million. And what he brings his Grizz is what Myers Klopp loves in his forwards flexibility, he loves um, players who can be fluid. Um, and Gakpo can sh has shown that he can play as a number nine, as he does with Holland. And then off the left, as he does predominantly um, with PSV. But more in the recent seasons, he's been playing as a nine. Um, flexibility, pace. He's got a good sort of acceleration on him. He's got a good finish on him. You know, there's been all, all sorts of comparisons. Um, and it, it, it's Klopp. Once Klopp gets a grip of, uh, you know, a, a, especially a front forward player, you, you do know, you know, you presumably sort of think that, yeah, he's going to, you know, he's going to do really well for him. Um, he, you know, what they do as they develop him, God knows, but I do presume that Gakpo's coming in and he's going to, he's going to be given a chance. I think with Diaz, what we did with Diaz was just let him play. I think we'll do that with Cody Gakpo. We won't sort of like bring him in slowly. We do need him actually now because Ox is playing off that left. So we will be playing him from the start. And, with Gakpo, I've, I did have reservations, Grizz, because I've seen this in recent times with Daniel Malin, Memphis Depay, you know, players who've put up great numbers but haven't really sort of excelled when they've gone out of Holland, you know, the Eredivisie. There's know. a lot of examples like that, a lot of examples. Ryan Babel, you know, we had Ryan Babel who was, you know, he didn't, wasn't, he was very young when he got out of Ajax, but he just never propelled and was supposed to go um, and, you know, become the player that he was meant to. So, you know, I'm reserving judgment, but, you know, a few players who studied him a lot have said, no, this guy will be the real deal at the end at 23. You know, he, he will be, you know, he will be what we expect him to be, which is going to be, a, you know, a regular goal scorer. We want him to be a 20-goal man um, plus. And then, you know, you've got the sort of next evolution, Jota, Nunes, Gakpo, Diaz. You know, it's sort of slowly phasing out the likes of, you know, Mane, who's left, but Bobby, 
Um, and Salah's not getting any younger. You know, he's going to be 31 in, I think, May. So, you know, um, but he's still here for the next sort of two, three years easy. So, yeah, and that's a good sort of evolution in the front forward positions, Chris. Uh, MJ says he's very average. Glad you guys got him over us. I'm assuming MJ's a Man United fan. Um, only time will tell, my friend. Football's a humbler. I'll say it again and again and again. But Kev, um, Abby talks about the evolution and we've so many times talked about it. We didn't expect another forward evolution to take place right now, did we? We, we thought we we're going to see the, the start of the midfield. We were talking about it we, because we saw it in Diaz. We saw it in Jota. We even saw it to a certain extent, obviously, in Cavalio. But we needed something a bit more experienced than Cavalio mm. and ready now. Gakpo fits that, as Avi says, use him straight away. Throw him in there mm-hmm. straight away. Uh, and, and and lo and behold, exactly in the position that we r- really need right now, which is that off the left. Because even though Ox played there, and we're going to get into the game, o- Ox played there, we need a quote-unquote specialist there. It seems like this guy is a specialist. I th- the one thing that stands out for me, again, I'll be very clear and very open. I haven't changed my opinion on the player but I support the player now because he's a Liverpool player. I'm a Liverpool supporter. So anyone who plays for Liverpool, I support. It doesn't mean I have to rate him on the highest level because there's squads throughout that, you know, people don't rate. Every Man United fan doesn't rate every player in their squad. I'm sure Omar, you don't rate, well, actually Omar rates every single Liverpool player. Kev, I'm sure there's players that we don't think are, you know, the best, but we support them. And I think Gakpo comes in that category. But it's it's brilliant that we can throw him in there straight away. And also, he's he speaks the language very well. And he's got Virgil van Dijk to guide him through as well. All these things help a lot, don't they? Yeah, just going back to your original point. I don't think we'd have made a move for a forward had Diaz and Jota have been available. Or at least one of them. You know, I think Diaz's losses is absolutely huge. He was one of our standout players. From the minute he came in, to be honest, he he was one of the guys you really were looking at to to make things happen in the final third, get goals and assists, you know, and cause a bit of havoc up there. The the injury to him, I think, has sort of brought this deal forward. Um, And look, there is an element as well that Diaz, as good as he is, he still needs to sort of find his feet at Liverpool and bed into the system. And you know, then you then you add Nunes into the mix. And this new front line has to kind of work on it. They have to gel, you know, and there's there's no guarantees that that will work. You know, I had my, not reservations, but I I really was looking to see if Diaz and Nunes, whether they could work together. Obviously, we know Salah's going to occupy that right side. Um, obviously, we're not going to see that for one now because Diaz is out. But then I look at who you could bring in. And I was a bit reluctant to get sort of a majestic sort of, uh, unpredictable winger because I was a bit like that might be too much going on in that front line and that's why I'm kind of pleased that we've got somebody with the attributes that uh, Gakpo has because I think he can come in and it, you can never say for certain but from what you have seen and, and the attributes he has and the style of play it looks as though he could come in quite seamlessly and I think that's really important for where we are at this stage because as you've said we only really have Ox and Carvalho as an option in that left wing position so we need to bring someone in that can just fit into the system, be moulded almost right away and go and maybe facilitate, you know, a Nunes if he's going to play up top and a Salah. You know, there's no point bringing somebody in that makes the same movements, the same runs, you know, crosses, 
you know, different lines of engagement with other players and stuff. You actually want someone in that knows the left wing position well, but maybe just recognises how to play with people around him. And I feel like he has that intelligence. Um, and I don't think like it'll have a negative effect on on Salah or Nunes. So that's why that's why I think him coming into the squad will, will do quite well. And then obviously at the age of 23, he can still be moulded. You know, he can still perfect, you know, his, um, his skills. Um, and if he can bring the... The goals and assists that he's been getting in, in the uh, for PSV, then you've got a guy that not only helps with the overall play and build up and these things, but actually contributes where it really matters, which is which is putting the ball in the back of the net. So I like him. You know, he's. I'm going to be honest. He probably wouldn't have been my very very top choice. You know, like if I if this was the summer and Liverpool had, you know, more money to spend, I'd probably be looking at people like. Uh, Kiris, it's Kiris Scalia, Kiris Scalia, the yeah, guy from yeah. Napoli. He's yeah. really sad. And I'd be maybe looking at how Chiesa is getting on at them kind of levels. But be it that them guys are probably unrealistic targets, he's probably the next level down, you know. And at his age, like I say, he could maybe become as good as them guys, possibly. Yeah, he is the level down. I don't think there's any harm in saying that or point in denying it. But that's that's the spot we we tend to go for, isn't it? Um, it's like in terms of signings, like Avi was talking about, sort of the names that Avi reeled off earlier. This comes under that category, almost like a Jota. Jota came with brilliant stats from Wolves, you know, his is is you know, and and, and stats his underlying underlying numbers as well. Like this guy has got the potential, and we're hoping to be. It's all kind of making sense, isn't it? Do you remember the first time round when Klopp built his team, and we were talking about? Build getting players and going onto the world onto the world class level again. Diaz, I mean, I know Avi thinks he's world class when he was born, but you know Diaz is waiting to be world class. Jota waiting to be world class, and Nap Nunes waiting to be world class. And now we've added a fourth member waiting to be world class. It looks like we're sticking to the formula that's worked so well for us, right? Yeah, I mean, Grizz, that extends to Firmino, Mane, and Salah as well because they were all on the cusp when we bought them. That's what I mean, yeah. That's what I mean. For like 35, 40 million-ish, like literally every single one of them. And it and you hope history sort of repeats itself. Um for me, like in terms of him bedding in, I'm I'm looking at the Liverpool forwards, and I feel like it's a lot easier to bed in as a forward, and it has been proven easier to bed in as a forward than it is to be a midfielder. We sort of saw Fabinho and Thiago take some time sort of bed into the team. I look at Salah, Mane, Firmino as soon as Klopp came came in, um, Jota, uh, Nunes, Diaz. They've all sort of settled in and fit into the sort of mould of what a Liverpool attack should be. Um, so for me, I'm I'm not I'm not too worried about him sort of coming in and taking some time. I actually think he'll probably hit the ground running just because he he suits what a Klopp sort of forward line looks like. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be patient with him because I don't really know what to expect. Uh, but yeah, there, there might be a little bit of pressure on him seeing as he's probably going to come in, uh, in January and have to play, uh, almost straight away in that left, left forward position. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, what you guys are thinking, because when I see him as a player, what I've seen of him, he's someone that likes to receive the ball and then sort of carry the ball with him uh, from deeper positions. I don't know if you guys might see 
him playing through the middle, uh, a bit like how Firmino sort of plays in the false nine, and then Nunes sort of playing on the left? Or do you feel like Nunes is sort of R9 and and Gakpo um, is off the left? Because Nunes, when he was playing off the left just before just before the World Cup, he was he was a big, big threat. So I'd be interested to see how Klopp and Linda sort of see him and where they really want to play him. Well, let's think, ask let's ask Kevin Avi because I'm not sure because I think I think is much more comfortable uh, playing off the left. He can do a job on the right, like he showed for the Netherlands. And I personally think he will develop into a central false nine Bobby type striker. I think he will develop. I don't think he's can play it yet. That's just my guess. Avi, what do you think? I think that's the beauty of it, that we can switch Nunes and Cody whenever we want. And they're both comfortable. Nunes, I agree with Holmes before the World Cup on that left. He was, in de- he was in pretty good form, um, causing havoc, especially in that Spurs game. You know, using that touchline and just running with the ball, being a threat, a constant threat. And then against Southampton as well, where he was back centrally, where he scored those two goals centrally. But again, he was causing havoc on the left. I think with Cody Gakpo, whenever they will feel like, they will switch positions. I think Salah's already got that right-hand side. I don't think anyone's going to come on that side. But with those two, I think they'll be able to have that inabil- that ability to switch and plus they're tall as well. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think Darwin is great in the year, but something that he'll have to coach. But whereas Cody Gakpo is, we saw that header in the World Cup, which was pretty good against Ecuador. I think Ecuador it was, wasn't it? When the, um, Frankie Dion crosses it in for him. So I think they will cause havoc on that left-hand side. And I think Cody Gakpo, I think he's got the great support system behind him as well. He's got Van Dyke, obviously. He's got, um, obviously, Pep Linders being Dutch. Uh, the, he will have that great support system and they will give him that belief that, look, you know, that first game, go and just, you know, just ex- just express yourself. Just like we did with Diaz, you know. we As soon as Diaz came, we gave him a few uh, cup runs. I think he made his debut in the cup game. And then we just let him just, like, roll with it before we did any actual work over the summer um, in preseason. And I think with Gakpo, with six months now, like, obviously left of the season, I think that will be the same sort of mentality that Klopp will come in with, with Godi and say, look, you're going to be from the left. You will be playing centrally, you know, and then these are how we will sort of operate um, during in-games when we've got to make like tactical switches. Have you you agree with that sort of thinking? Yeah, definitely. And I think just that the point I was trying to make earlier, I'll be a bit more specific. I think he'll play off the left, but he won't play like the left forwards we have at the minute. He's more. This is my point. He's different. Yeah. yeah. He'll drop. And this is where I think he'll fit into this Liverpool system quite nicely is that, um, he will drop into the line between the the defence of the opposition and the midfield, and he'll try operate in that in them uh, half spaces between the lines, and he'll try to be a creator. It's a good crosser of the ball, you know. That's where he gets a lot of his assists. Um, a lot of people think he's the guy at the end of the crosses because of his height and the fact that he's quite strong and stuff. But actually, he is he's usually in the guy that's delivering rather than um, on the end of those. He's but I'd see him playing in that space and I think the reason why I can see him doing well is because I think that will help somebody like Robertson because I think when Gak- when you know what Gakpo is going to do and where he's going to operate and where he's going to look to sort of attack and drive into certain spaces and what type of passes he'll play I think that Robertson will be able to read it and maybe do them overlaps a bit more and then be picked out by Gakpo and whatever I think when Diaz plays a lot of the time as fantastic as he is, he's so unpredictable that actually he's unpredictable for our players as well. 
Like Robertson doesn't know whether to stay deep or, or overlap or underlap. He doesn't know what to do because Diaz is just like plays so off the cuff. Whereas I think with Gakpo's game, you can, if you're Robertson and you're Thiago and you're the guys that are immediately around him, Nunes as well, you can kind of see where you should operate because Gakpo will usually operate in, in his own area. Um, but I mean, obviously it remains to be seen, but I think that's where he will fit in. Um rather than someone that comes in and, like I say, just plays so off the cuff and you, and then the whole team kind of doesn't flourish because he's trying to do things so much as an individual. But I don't think he's like that. I think he'll just, I think he's a real team player. I think so too. I agree with you about the, about the, uh, the unpredictability chance. I think Nunes definitely comes under that. I think mm. Diaz definitely comes under that. I think Jota was, Jota's different from, from uh, Gakpo, like before I said, people could start saying I was comparing him to Gakpo. Jota's, but Jota's more, I think Jota and, uh, um, Jota and Gakpo are more intelligent in their movement mm. than Diaz and Nunes, I feel. Um, mm. But obviously, I think... between between the four of them, that's a lot of skills and talent and, and, and things that we can work with. You're right. Again, it's going to take time. Um, it's going to take time because... They're new. Diaz is new. Doesn't know the language still, Avi? Bits and bobs? No, he doesn't know the language. Nunes doesn't know the language. So they just come in. As I said, and people underestimate the power of language. It is very important. I know the language of football is the all, you know, all conquering, but you still need to know the language, the lingo. There is a lot of, you know, sometimes, how many times have we said, oh, why are they talking to each other? We see a lack of communication because sometimes it's not natural to say what you want to say in your language. It does make a difference. We're going to move on. Uh, guys, there's close to 650 of you in here. And, you know, come on, man. Like Saeed says, bro, come on, tell, tell him again, please, Saeed, man. Come on. I know you're hurting because we got your man Gakpo, you know, but still, big up Saeed every time. He's actually been taking the piss out of me because um, when I told him, I think it was Saturday night that we've hijacked his Gakpo bid, he didn't believe me. He was like, no, you've been cussing him all your life. You've been cussing him. Now you're, nah, nah, you can't be having Gakpo. Because I actually said Gak no. You know what I mean? And, and Gak go and all these kind of childish names. But when we, when we, now that we've got him. became Gak here we go. No, no, when we got him, nice Gak, yo. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Now Gak's, Gak, Gak my boy. Natraj, Natraj says, Hold on, let me just remove Avi for two seconds, you know, teach him a lesson. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Natraj, Natraj, a Man United fan, a resident, regular caller in the call-in show. What a character, what a personality. We do have some laugh with Natraj, who, ladies and gentlemen, before the World Cup said Man United are the team to beat, best partnership pairing, best manager, best right back. He came back the other day and football was a humbler. He was a bit down. Bit different, he says, You guys getting Gakpo. Does this mean Diaz's injury is a long term issue? I'll address this to you, Avi, because you guys are overloaded on that side. Also, United is broke as F. Um, I think it enables us to sort of like really monitor Diaz's recovery because you know he did come back at sort of like the mid season break in Dubai and you know he did sort of not break down again, but they weren't happy with the knee and they operated on. I believe it was the MCL rather than the LCL. Yeah. So his recovery yeah. will be slightly longer, but I think we can take um, his time on it now that Gagpo's here. And Jotter, I believe he's back in February. I think you mentioned, Grizz. So I think with Diaz, we can just like monitor his situation, get him, you know, ready. Hopefully, hopefully. We don't need to rush it now, innit? But basically, means there's I, no pressure. Yeah. But ideally, would love him to be back 
towards the end of the season, you know, the last sort of 10 games of the season, that would be great. And then we're still in the Champions League as well. Um, and as far as United, yeah, um, I think they're looking at loan deals rather than um, permanent deals right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are saying um, um, condolences to, to Pele. In case you missed the, the start of the show, we did pay all our respects, of course, to, to the legend and the icon that is Pele. Um, but I guess, as with always, right, Ohms, uh, when one comes through the door, um, we need to know more. We want more. We need more. We want more. Um, sort of straight away with Liverpool taking off their pin tweet for not more than 24 hours or so, suddenly the rumours start circulating again. Oh, why have they unpinned their tweet? Or is that the right word? Right way of saying it? You know what I mean? There's no better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Now we try to address the situation and the position and the role that we've been crying out for since summers and summers, summers. Midfielder, midfielder, midfielder. And obviously links have been coming out all day and night uh, or the last few days. But Moises Casado's link or the name seems to be getting stronger and stronger, stronger. First and foremost, are you a fan of Moises Casado as a player? Would he be your one of the top, let's say, two, three targets? I think I think if we look at Liverpool, I think there's a general consensus amongst the fan base that there's a three man plan, um, and that that's always been a forward, Jude Bellingham, and another midfielder. Now. We've got our forward, Cody Gapko. We'll see how he does. Bellingham, it looks like a summer thing. I don't know. I'm sure you guys know more than me. The other midfielder, it was never going to be an Enzo. I doubt we would have gone for Enzo and looked at Bellingham. It was always going to be someone that was, I guess, not far less cheaper. But another one in the sort of bracket of they're on the cusp of turning into a superstar. Mm. And Caicedo, for me, uh, as I know he is for you, Grizz, is that guy. Uh, this guy runs the show, absolutely runs the show at Brighton, uh, who have been playing some of the Premier League's best football for the last two-ish seasons. And yeah, man, he fits the bill. He fits the bill of what a Liverpool midfielder is, um, I guess. Um, he's, we, need, we need dynamism. We need an af- athleticism. Uh, we, need, we need sort of ball quality we need defensive sort of um quality attacking quality in the midfielder and he's got everything i feel um he can go forward he's got flair going forward he can go defensively i feel like he's he he gives me genie one alden vibes i don't know if he gives you genie one alden vibes um but he feels like a he feels like a jürgen klopp midfielder um and he's he's been he's been doing amazing things um on the south coast. So for me, I'm 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 buzzing about this. Uh, I really want him. Um, so if we don't get him, I'll be sad. But yeah, for me for me he if we get him in this window alongside Gakpo, oh man, I'll be so so happy. Um, Kev, you know my thoughts, but again, just obviously your honest opinion on sort of the links to sort of Casado amongst others. Um, Mm. Is there another name that you would prefer? I mean, Amrabat's been linked, Frankie de Jong's been linked, um, and we can understand having sort of a few names linked because we don't want to be left in the boat of, like we always say, oh, one player, and if we don't get him, that's it. 
I think it's quite obvious and clear that we've got what's the word? Me and Avi will always mess up the words, but what's the word? Um, options. Options. Yeah. No, no. There's another word like alternatives. No, that's just a word, and that's like a normal word. We, you said word. What are you looking you got, for? You got a phrase, a <laughs> phrase, taboo phrase. or something. We're not playing taboo here. Phrase, phrase. There's, there's a phrase that we say. Irons in the sto- uh, stove. Strike while the iron's hot. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on here right now. Irons in the come on, man. You guys are. Irons in the sky. I ain't anyway, never heard that look one. You, look what this guy said. I bet you someone puts it. I bet you someone comes out within a minute. All eggs in one basket. No, Someone's that's that. normal. Poker's in the fire. That's one. Yeah. I need more. No. Iron, something stove, something irons. Guys, why Cav gives us his opinion on uh, Sasedo or Casado. Does anybody know? Is it Casado or Sasedo? first and it's foremost? It's Casado. Nope. Apparently, you're chat. wrong again. It's Sasedo. <laughs> yeah, chat. It's Moises Sasedo. But, but sorry, Cav. We tried our best to put you off. Yeah, well, look. First and foremost, we've got to think about what we want as a Liverpool midfielder. And look, a Liverpool midfielder is in a 4-3-3 formation. They have to be able to do everything, you yeah. know. Um, unlike other sides, you know, and other formations where they can afford to have specialists, whether that be, you know, in attack or, you know, defensive midfielders or what have you. We actually ask of everything of all of our midfielders. We need them to be um, energetic, cover the pitch, cover their players, you know, be dynamic in attack and passing. We want it all, OK? Um, and Casado is one that kind of fits that bill for me, you know. First and foremost, what I want from a Liverpool midfielder, and not every Liverpool fan will, will agree with me here, but I need someone that's available that can run about and get about the pitch, is high energy, is good in the press, you know, and does all the hard yards and the you know, the um, the dirty work, if you like. And then if they have the ability on the ball technically to be a good passer to make third man runs to contribute with goals and assists even better but the reason that them things are secondary for me is because our system is there to for a midfielder is to facilitate the fullbacks being the creative outlets and then the forwards being the guys that get the goals um Casado is a guy for me that ticks all them primary boxes if you like you know he does all the the hard yards, he does all the energy, you know, the work rate, getting across the pitch and all of that. And actually, when he gets on the ball, much like his teammate in in uh, McAllister, they're actually really good technicians as well. They're actually, you know, not spraying long range passes and this and that, but neat, tidy, nowhere to be to create triangles and, and can create really nice pans of play to get yourself up the pitch and things like this. I think he does all of that. I think he ticks all them boxes. And then you look at the influence he has at Brighton, who play a very similar style to us. You know, he's quite often the standout guy there. He he dominates midfields. He like runs the show, you know, not every game, but quite often every week. The fact that he's 21, the fact that he's on three and a half grand a week, then the finances just kind of make sense. And I know it's probably going to be a big transfer fee when you're thinking about 60, maybe 70 million. But Liverpool, I, I think that's just what Brighton have set their stall at at that price. I think what Liverpool actually agree will be a little bit less. And then obviously it'll be, It'll be down to what terms Brighton are happy with in terms of payment structure and things like that. But in terms of the actual player, I think he's brilliant. And I think when you look at alternatives to Casado, you're actually looking at much bigger price ranges. You then are you what generally are looking at Enzo and Jude's and things like this, and they're like around the hundred million pound mark. So it's a huge step up. I don't think there's too many players between the likes of Casado and then your 
um, Bellingham's and stuff. And in the other hand, you know, you mentioned a name, Amrabat there, although he's a different type of player, I, I think there's a significant difference, not only in cost, but in quality as well between them two players. I know they are different in their attributes, but I think Casado is just a, just a perfect fit. And you mentioned Wijnaldum. I think yeah, a lot of people are kind of looking at that. They're kind of seeing a lot of similarities in, in Wijnaldum. And look at the success we had when he was um, playing for us. And, and look at, you know, how much we probably miss him now. Do you know what I mean? You know, how much would we want a Wijnaldum type figure in the squad now? So um, there probably are other players out there, but be it he's in the Premier League, I think he's, he's, he's a bit of a banker for me, to be honest. I think I don't, I wouldn't be, um, having any reservations that he would be a successful Liverpool. Uh, have you, every time we've watched or discussed Liverpool over the last few months, I think we've gone mad. And one thing that we've always gone mad about is the energy. Where's the legs? Where's the pace and power? What's going on? Why are teams walking through us? All of that. Um, first and foremost, just your thoughts on Moises Casado as a player. And then give us your thoughts on the links and what you think is actually happening or what your opinion on the on the links are yeah have it this point a brilliant player who's got abundance of energy Grizz 21 years old um you know kind of was the successor to use Basuma who had a great couple of years at Brighton and went to Spurs yeah. and then he's formed a great relationship with um uh Moder Jakub Moder and he's got uh, McAllister the Argentine McAllister now and, you know, he's, he seems like a leader as well at 21. You saw him at Ecuador in the World Cup. You know, you had Enne Valencia, who was the captain, but you had Caicedo, who kind of has that presence. And he's only like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I think, you know. 5'10". 5'10", my apologies. And, like, you know, he's got that presence uh, about him. And he, he, he would be a perfect fit, you know. And there was a story that, you know, someone told me time back that we were linked with him before when he was playing um out of like South America and we could have got him for four million but you know we obviously don't really react um quick enough when it comes to the South American sort of region. Um he goes to Brighton and now uh you know Tony Bloom has every right to ask for top dollar especially with the prices that are inflated these days. Um he's 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 top money and he's not short of any suitors. Um I don't believe an official bid has gone in from Liverpool. A formal sort of uh, a f formal sort of query went through to Brighton, and they basically just said we want up to seventy million, and we don't want this in uh, drips and drabs. Um, which our like, usual method, our, you, which, our usual method yeah, of paying, like, which you know. we like paying, and we do like um, paying in installments over the course of like a three, four year, five years of the player's contract to the club that we're um, purchasing from, but. No, he's pretty much adamant that he wants, uh, if it's going to be 65 to 70 million, um, he wants it all in uh, three payments, uh, three payments. And there's clubs out there that would pay the bulk of that and probably pay that off in two. But yeah, that's the that's the demands that he's given the Liverpool Football Club. I, I know there's reports that are coming out in the last sort of 15, 20 minutes that a bid went in. A official bid didn't go in for Caicedo, but... We've been t told by them what they want. Well, there's a conflict of opinions, as always, in this situation scenario. Um, and what we found in recent times, it's uh, kind of the noise always emanates from, from the foreign or from the selling club, uh, never from, from the, the buying club. And I guess that's understandable, right, Holmes? They, they're going to want, as, as Avi says, we'll get back to Avi in a minute. Like 
they're in their right. And we know from the Cucurella deal, from the Ben White deal, from the, even the, how much did Dan Byrne go for to Newcastle? Wasn't that quite? Million, million. But, but you get the point. Like yeah, they get Cucurella their money. As well. Yeah, they get their value, right? So we will know, we will yeah. know that once we've missed out on him that first time, as Avi says, like from the first point of interest, now that we know, even though he's only been there, what, a year? Maximum a year and a half? We know the premium now. It's up to us now to bite the bullet and because they're going to ask for what they want and it's up to us to either do it or look elsewhere, right? Yeah, well, there's, there's two things. One, we should be looking at Brighton scouts and sort of seeing what they're doing because... Time and time again, they're pulling gems. All the Chelsea homes. Yeah, <laughs> they're literally so many gems. So, um, yeah, it, it's what I think seventy-ish million. Um, but there was one thing that that was of interest to me. It was I saw Deserby sort of press conference. Um, he was talking about McAllister, and they were sort of saying, "Oh, now McAllister is um, obviously had a great World Cup. There's going to be interest." And he said, "Great." He said, yeah, like, we're happy that one of our players is being sought after by the big clubs. So it, the good thing is Brighton are open for business. But as you can see, they're not silly. They want to get their, their money's worth. Um, and then it's sort of Caicedo, it feels like he would want Liverpool. Um, a lot of people do want Liverpool at the moment, which is which is great. Because when I was growing up, nobody wanted Liverpool. Um but it's how badly did a club want him? Um, and if we want him badly, I feel like we will get him. We, we've shown that with, with with Diaz. We show that now with Gakpo, clearly, um, that if if push comes to shove, we will sort of meet demands. But look, it, maybe it's Julian Ward sort of playing a bit of cat and mouse with Brighton and sort of seeing what he can get and knowing that he does have the funds available to just sort of match what they want, but I guess I guess we'll we'll sort of find out over the next forty eight to seventy two hours more, uh, and sort of what t- other teams are over him because, like we did with United and Gakpo, now Caicedo seems to be on the move. People other could do that to us. Him. Yeah, they yeah. they might want to sweep him for him. And look, Chelsea don't seem out of money, um, and they they're after a sort of midfield revamp as well. So. If push comes to shove, I feel like we will sort of not crack, but be rushed into not not overpaying, but 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 meeting meeting Brighton's demands. Whereas um, with other with other players who we 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 might not be as interested in, or we sort of have, um, I guess we do have alternatives. But uh, we I feel like we want Caicedo bad, and if we want him, I feel like we will sort of get over the line with it. Uh, just, just, just coming in, Grizz, Caicedo wants us bad too, Holmes. He wants Liverpool Football Club. But uh, well, even with Potter at Chelsea, he wants Liverpool Football we'll, Club. We'll develop, we'll develop that chat in the next few minutes. But a <coughs> couple of things, a couple of questions that I've seen in the chat or points. First and so foremost, 750 of you, everyone, hit the, everyone in the chat, hit the like button right now, please. That would be so useful and helpful. And then we can give you some news. As soon as you've done that, we can give you some exclusives or news or whatever you want to call it or information or clickbait headlines or whatever you want to call it Christmas present another yeah Christmas trees anyone (laughs) but but um Cav 
People are saying don't block, don't buy players of a, of a good of a, of a good World Cup. He means. Um, is there any fear of that in your estimation about this fella? It were Casado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, I mean, I think he's played 23 Premier League games, yeah. which isn't loads, don't get me wrong. But I mean, that's enough to see how good this guy is. And to be honest, seeing him in the World Cup is only an added benefit for me because he's not just a guy that you, you would say, oh, he just fits the Brighton system. And, you know, it's just the team's not moulded around him. But, you know, sometimes it's just horses for courses. A player does well at a particular club. I think going away with Ecuador and performing the way he did over there actually shows, no, nah, it's it's the player's ability. Like, he is he is genuinely that good. So, I, I don't think that's the risk with, with Casado, um, by any means. Excellent. Um, Avi? <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a mate of ours who we decided to uh, phone at 2am in the morning. Um, he's kind of giving it away, but... Um, We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute. Oh, Kieran, you're bored again. Um, MJ sends in a super chat. says Kakare, Max Kakare. I think it's Max Kakare. Maxence Kakare. Sorry? Maxence Kakare. I said Max, so sh- I shortened it. And you're trying it's to criticise me for that. Like, you know, I called him Max. I know him personally. I called him Max. I know him. Come on, read the super chat. Kakare, thoughts, Grizz? Question mark. 40 million better spent? No, no, I'm not a fan of Kakare. Avi's a fan, so he'll tell you, yes, he's a fan. I'm not a fan of Kakare. Oh, there you go. No, neither of us are fans of Kakare. I don't think he's suited to our team. Um, You know, he's, he's, yeah, I don't think he's got the pace and power that I want. Um, This is a better question and it's a better super chat. Don't know if one of you can read it, please, because I've got a cough. Uh, from LFC R786, £4.49. Bosh. Our main issue in midfield has been a lack of energy, uh, legs and defensive nous. Caicedo and Jude alone won't fix it, in my opinion. We need another PMP merchant. Mm, you can you can answer that you can answer that as well yourself then. Oh uh, well. So, so let's just imagine. Let's just let's just say we get we've got Jude in the summer. We get Casado now. Are you still needing or wanting one more, or are you good with that? I'm 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 good because look, <laughs> we went from a midfield where it was Milner, Wine, Adam Henderson. Everyone was like, oh, we need we need someone with flair in midfield. Now it's like there's no legs in midfield. How about we have a balance, right? We've got we. We've got Thiago, we've got um, Fabinho, who are sort of like specialists in what they do. Um, so I'm happy with Jude and Caicedo, man. And Jude and Caicedo aren't just sort of legs, energy, defensive beasts, right? The Jude and Caicedo are quality on the ball. So we're sort of getting the overall package in them. Um, so I'm happy. I feel like our midfield looks really balanced with them two in. It depends who goes out. So let's assume. So let's assume and imagine the ones that we think are going out. So Milner, we don't expect him to to stay on, right? Surely not. Or is anyone saying no? Well, well, come on, guys, you're all looking at. I think if they want him to be kept around the club, I think they'll give him an extension. But not playing wise, though. I'm saying we don't want him as a playing active member, like around. Are are we really going down that route, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Look, this guy don't let us down. Like, <laughs> when I he think... falls off, I'll let him go. But he just guys, man. The thing I is, you want I... him we, we, we ask we ask our club to be not sentimental. Yet here we are talking about. Oh, you know what? I think Grizz, there's a there's a there's, there's a couple that can go before him. Basically, I think Ox. Before I think Ox. Yeah, I think yeah, okay. Ox will go. Yes. I think Nabi. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not saying anything on that. I think Naby should go, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure what Klopp's thinking. Um, so that would be two there, and then maybe maybe Curtis Jones. But then you've got to be careful because you've got to bring in some homegrown players, and you got to remember that. That's that's going to be a bit. Uh, people keep discounting that. People forget, want to forget about the you know the nitty, nitty gritty stuff of uh, the club, but that's going to be an issue. Can on... I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yeah. I don't because I can't remember the top of my head. Guys, is uh, Kelleher? A homegrown, yeah, he player is. At the moment. He would be, yeah, he would be. Okay, yeah, I think that's who's going to be leaving. One of the homegrown. That's he's, but but Harvey Davis counts as a homegrown player, wouldn't he? It, if, if he's, he's going to the squad, twenty-one. If he's twenty-one, I think, yeah. Uh, Kieran Thorne is great at this. Um, I always have him to help me out. Um, yeah, Kieran, can you give us an update, please? Kieran, yeah. Yeah, Instead please. Can like you? Um, we, yeah, if you if you if you send us a nice message, we'll call you at two thirty in the morning again, uh, <laughs> and keep keep you company while you fall asleep. <laughs> I think I think it's right. If you're under twenty one years of age, you don't have to be registered in the twenty five man quota. But if you are above twenty one and you've been trained by the club for a few years below a, Three years a certain ago. age, you can be classed as homegrown, even if you wasn't born in the country. So. Um, right. there's, a, there's a few little workarounds you just Harvey to... Davis wouldn't count Grizz. Harvey Davis wouldn't count yeah Jude okay. wouldn't count yeah apparently Jude wouldn't count as well so there is that to think of right okay yeah. we will have to do some research and and, and, and have, have, have do a show on that aspect because mm. you're right Avi it's not just as easy as just A, B and C uh, Albert Bowafa uh, says we won't pay 100 million for no Anthony for 40 million max for Casado. Uh, what did uh, what did Graham Potter say? 40 million wouldn't buy one of his legs or something like that. He said something. One of his testicles. Oh, no. All right, please. It's uh, I don't know what time it is in USA or what the laws are, but can you just all right behave yourself? Uh, Albert says, Yep, yeah, one more kudos. We need to plan for Real Madrid. We're not gonna. We're not going to go into the transfer market on the basis of planning for Real Madrid, Albert, with all due respect. Uh, yo, what's good? Liverpool, Gakpo now, Casado possibly. We're all good, bro. We need three in, at least three leaving. Let's not do the minimum like we've always done. Good point. Me and I, we always talk about we do the minimum. And I personally think we need another DM. Uh, obviously, there's been some stupid comments or funny comments. You're all laughing in the comments, but I can't see them right now. But so, are you of the opinion as well, Kev? Like, like um, Omar, that we need one. Let's say Jude and Casado type are get done now. Like mm -hmm. Jude for the summer, Casado. That's confirmed. Um, clip that up. Um, would you still want one more? Um, well, let's 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 work through this. We'd have Jude, Casado, mm -hmm. Thiago, mm -hmm. Fabinho, Elliot. Henderson, maybe Carvalho if if they were going to play him. We're Am I missing? Okay, so, so no, Jones. I, I, yeah, so I, 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 mean, I, I think we would still be one short. We'd still have to buy a third midfielder. Yeah, so look, we're on seven now. I'm not sure if I've missed anybody. We're on seven for three positions. But actually, what you're doing is you're replacing guys that you know Oxford Naby that were never reliable or available anyway. So I don't think you're any worse off if you just disregarded Naby. Now being oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, so you're actually on eight for three positions. Casado and Jude, you know, it remains to be seen what happens when they come to Liverpool, but they're pretty reliable and they'll be playing Premier yeah. League game and, and until Champions they get League to game. Liverpool, until they yeah, get to Liverpool. But you know, come Champions League, 
come Premier League, they're in the squad. So there's two positions taken. Who's taking Thiago out if he's available and fit? You know, then you've got Fabinho, Henderson back up. So before you know it, you've not only got quality, but you've got availability as well. So uh, I don't know how much we need an additional man um, in that midfield, to be honest. Not too sure. I think I think I'd maybe... I think I'd maybe look at other areas of the squad, depending on what happened, if Kelleher moves on, if Adrian leaves, you maybe look at the goalkeeper position. Um, and you don't know what else is going to come happen come the summer. There might just be a surprise in there. Like, say Gomez turns around and be like, look, I want to get some minutes or whatever. You might have to look there. So I think you just, you, you see what happens in the, wait it out in the summer and then see where you're at sort of halfway through, I think. Um, Ash sends in a super chat. Appreciate the support. Uh he says, if Casado comes in and one of the 17 non-homegrown have to be unregistered, is it simply Adrian or can you see Arthur being sent back? Adrian. Uh, I can see both happening, if the need be. Um, it was rumours that Adrian's going back to Spain. Yeah. I think he's I mean, been in with Almeria or something. Yeah, I mean, the, the form of uh, the form at Macclesfield of Pataluga has been sensational by all accounts. They love him. Uh, Tafaro, of course, our goalkeeping coach, loves him. Uh, and Harvey Davis, I've been so impressed with him in pre-season this season. Another one who's so good on the ball. I think they've got very high hopes for both goalkeepers. Uh, huge, huge goalkeepers. Uh, yeah, uh, Kev, go for it. You, you, you said it just in the private chat. Yeah, sorry, just the name I missed. Um, Morton, who's out on loan at Blackburn at the moment, you know. Tyler Busquets, made... is it, Avi? Tyler Busquets. So that was your name that you gave him, not me. But he's been one of the star um, shining lights of uh, the championship. Um, so he's doing well. He seems I mean, fun, like a funny person as well. If you what look at Blackburn's mean? TikTok. What the hell does <laughs> that mean? It looks like a funny person. <laughs> Why did you bring him on a show with me? I told you, like, keep no, him no, on no. these... It was risky. Shows, it was risky. It was risky. But I did weigh up the... TikTok videos. Risk. What's going on in your life? Come on, Nams. Come on, step up I was, you know, as as a whole though, we talk about getting an extra midfielder in in the summer. I think maybe watch uh, Bicetic's progression. I know Grizz, you're not as sold as no, I but am. Every year, so yeah, we're uh, balanced. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm I, no, I'm convinced that he's a good player. Because, sorry, let you finish. You can't. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you weren't convinced I, by. Do hold, hold on, Sorry, Cav. You weren't convinced by you Darwin. Go. You weren't convinced by Diaz. You ain't convinced by Gakpo. You ain't convinced by Badchich. And all these players all come good. Come on, Grizz. But none Let's of them. None it. of them. Cav, hold carry on. on. Cav, I... carry on. Cav, carry on. None <laughs> of them have come good yet. I'm just saying. Nah, I, I, I see I see only, uh, a really good player in Pacetic and um, I think he might not get too many opportunities this season if the guys in midfield stay fit and available because the, the games in the Premier League are vitally important. If we get past Real Madrid, you know, Champions League's knockout stages, that's crucial. It's really the only FA Cup you can see him starting and then maybe the odd substitute appearances. He might get an odd appearance in the league depending on how things are going, but um, it's a shame that we didn't, go through in the League Cup and um, he got into this side a bit earlier because it's really good to see what his development's like over the next six months because he, I think he's got the quality to to really look at next season and think, no, I can be in and around that first team as, as a genuine option. Uh, but Cap, don't you think it was a bold move at 2-1 that Klopp just threw him in there? Made but, that uh, was, you know, I said this to Grizz though, like yeah, in that game... Move. Yeah. yeah, that game, what we needed was someone to come on and like keep hold of the ball and not be flash. I know he goes on to get the goal, but that kind of surprises all. 
just not not be anything flash or whatever. Just come on, be neat, be tidy, be reliable. Just keep the ball ticking over. Make sure we control the game or at least regain control of it. And I think he actually does that. I think is it. I don't. I can't say he's excellent at anything, but he's a really silky, smooth footballer. And yeah. and I think for his age, I think he's got so much about him. I think with Thiago around him and and, and Fabinho and stuff, you, if you can gain attributes from all of these guys, you could have a really, really um, nice footballer there. I agree. A uh, couple of super chats to get through, and before we we, we we quickly round it up, because we've got to quickly speak about Leicester City and how we think we're going to set up tomorrow. AGD says, "Come on, guys! When we go on saying Jude, 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 and tomorrow we don't game, it really puts it on a damper on the fans." Just don't believe it, then. Just laugh it off. Whenever any 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 time you hear it, my advice would be just either ignore them, don't watch their shows, or block them, fella. You know, you can't say to someone don't give your opinion, like. If someone asks my opinion on Jude, I'm going to give my opinion on Jude. I, you know, I can't say, oh, I might, I might upset a couple of people if it doesn't happen. Like, that doesn't make sense, does it? LFCR786, my man, he says, Morton Defo makes it in my opinion. He's similar to De Jong. Stick that up your nostrils, Abby. <laughs> How you like that one? Uh, um, there was a new channel member as well. I need, I have to welcome. Uh, let me find. Aha, hey, Nomadic, welcome to the channel. You're very, very, very much appreciated. Your support is very much appreciated. Chelsea fan, but we know we're a football channel here, so uh, we, we embrace all guys. Um, there's only one way to end this segment, then, guys. Uh, the noise seems to be Moises Casado. Now, we've given uh, a report of sort of um. Uh, Ecuadorian website was it suggesting that we are in talks? Yeah, Abby's gonna Ab okay. Um, the Liverpool Echo has says Liverpool are not in talks with Brighton over a deal to sign Moses Casado. Uh, reports suggesting Liverpool and Brighton are in talks with Casado are not true. Per live echo, uh, just very, very quickly. Um, Holmes, do we get Moses Casado in your opinion? Uh, yes, I think oh. we do. Uh, um, I, I'm, you know me, I'm glass half full, not glass half empty. So for me, I'm going to believe the ones I'm going to, I'm going to get sucked in. I'm going to fall in love with this guy before he's joined us. And yes, he, he joins. Kev? Um, I'm going to put my neck out on the line and say, if we don't get Casado, we won't get a midfielder in January. I think he's the only one. I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, AG sends in a super chat again. And he says, true, Grizz, but we have to be realistic too about the price. My brother, we have just spent... How much have we just spent, guys? 85 on Nunes. Like, 65 to 85. We spent... Uh, how much did it hold Diaz? 30, uh, 37 again. Uh, about 40. Let's say 40. We've just spent another 40 now as well. We spend money. If we want someone, we've spent 75 on Virgil. Ramsey. Ramsey, 7 million. No, no, I'm talking about the big boys. Allison was how much? 60? 60, 65. 65. Yeah. You know, in the rate of, according to the rate of inflation, Virgil 75, Jude 100, kind of makes sense. Nabi 55. Nabi 55. We spend money, guys. When we want someone, we spend money. What's this myth that we don't spend money? Um, Avi, l l Echo says no. Uh, Ecuadorian report says in talks. What does Blue Chip himself have to say? What is your opinion on the situation? Because well, you know what I think about Moises Casado. I I I I I love him. 
I absolutely love Moises Kessela. You know, you reeled off all these names. What do you think? What do you think? And I said, oh, I'm not sure. No, that. Well, my give me standards. your. I always. I you want know, you, 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 you know, mind you. So you, you tell me if you do. If you do your little roll off of your mush, that means you're gonna get him. If you don't do it, then we'll move on swiftly. So I'll let you take this one. <laughs> That, that's there confirmation. Go, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in between. I'm in between the half full of Omar, if and I'm in between. To... And I'm in between of the cav of. Um, um, he's the one we've identified. If we've asked them what, what they want, and they've said, "Listen, these are what we want, and these are what we expect in terms of structured payments." I'm sure we'll come back. We'll come with a formal, confirmed offer. So it'll be stupid if we didn't. We're not just ringing them for the sake of ringing them or meeting them for the sake of meeting them. So that's what I think. I think we will get it done. If Klopp ain't made the phone call yet, there's still hope. Because when that guy gets on the blower, it's a wrap. <laughs> but this is it. But this is it. I, I'm, I'm in total agreement. I'm in total agreement with Avi that Klopp already has spoken to him. He wants. Casado is jumping from what I've been told, jumping to uh, to come to Liverpool. Like, like all these rumours about Chelsea and all that, his first choice is Liverpool Football Club. And that always helps in negotiations, except possibly when it comes to Brighton and this chairman. That's the only sticky point because they are the hardest negotiators. But it's not quite here we go, Captain Sal. It's not quite here we go. But... Uh, <coughs> But we're at I, here we yeah here we <laughs> it's not here we go yet but let's see let's see i'm i'm can i ask confident. can i ask you a question grace hmm? if 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 we if we manage to get him and the fee is 60 70 million if any midfielder is worth that do you believe he is yes yes i i, I, I mean you have spoken before and i've said the same thing to you guys and i'm going to sound like a broken record i don't care about prices I don't care. 60, 70 million or 15 million. Hold on, let me put this, uh, him on mute. He's turned his camera off but left himself so he can hear everything. Um, I just want good players in. So whether it's a Calvin Ramsey at 7 million or a Casado at 70 million, I don't care. I think Calvin Ramsey's brilliant, but I don't think he's worth 7 million. I think he's worth more, right? So the fact that we've got him 7 million doesn't matter. Gakpo, some people might say 50 million, but you've got him at 37 million. So for me, swings and roundabouts, give or take 5, 10 million, I don't care. I want good players. And I think what, from what we need right now, right now, everything that we've spoken about, legs, energy, desire, leadership qualities, and no amount of lack of talent as well, Moises Casado is my number one, number one choice if I was, you know, had any relevance or power. Um but yeah, Moises Casado, I guess, not here we go, but very close to. There's a super chat before we go into tomorrow. Albert says, we need to be firm on not overpaying for players. Oh, I know where this is going, but I don't know why. Blues paid 70 million for a wafer for Fana and locks of hair called Cucurella for 60 million. Brighton players are overpriced. Um, anybody want to come back to that? Because I don't understand some Liverpool fans when we do these ones. Like, for, unless you've got, unless, unless it's your money in your account. Under Klopp, I'd say we've nailed about 90 to 95% of our transfers. There's been, we've, we've got something out of pretty much all of our transfers. Down to someone like Minamino, who, whatever, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. How much was he? Seven, eight million? mil or something? Seven, yeah. Seven, Twelve million. or something, yeah. 
So for me, there's one thing. That, there's a feeling that you look at a player and you just feel like he's a Liverpool player, right? You look at Caicedo, Bellingham, you're like, damn, these guys are gonna these guys are gonna perform. Then you look at clubs like Chelsea and Man United, who time after time after time have spent so much money and their players just haven't hit hit the ground running. Uh like who knows how much money they've spent. Liverpool and Man City haven't really got transfers wrong. So I'd 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 be more positive than that. because uh, like they that you look you look at what's happened, you look at the sort of past experience of what we've done in the transfer market and we haven't really flopped. I can't think I can't think of something that's flopped. I guess like Ox I'm, we... I'm gonna say Nabby flopped. I'm gonna say Nabby, yeah, yeah. Nabby, Nabby. Nabby flopped. Ox to an extent. Ox, yeah. Harriers to an extent. No, yeah, Harris didn't, didn't, Harris didn't do too bad up until. <laughs> anyway, yeah. different. We don't context. mention his. We don't mention his name, guys. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there's some unspoken unspoken rules around here. No, 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 But the point is, but the point is, Carius was how much? Have he five million, four million? So 4. these, these 5, exactly. Yeah. When we take a risk, the biggest money flop has to be Nabikato of recent times. Of course, there's been in the past. Like how much was Charlie Adam? Twenty. No, yeah, he was sixteen. No, mil. wasn't he like eight point five in the end from Blackpool because they got relegated? Yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, cheap. Yeah, exactly. Um, remove the price. Who is better, Enzo or Casado? Who Sam says? I'm gonna say Casado. Casado. You changed your mind. You wanted Enzo all that time. Oh my. Oh, oh, he no, oh, my, oh my. Um. No, I rate Enzo. I just. You you then look at the context of it and you get you sort of get carried away in the World Cup and you're like, damn, this guy's been playing for Benfica for what six months. He's still like a bit of an unknown quantity. Whereas maybe it's just that I've seen Caicedo time and time again for Brighton that I'm familiar with his game. Whereas Enzo, it's like it could be your classic James Rodriguez situation where damn the world's speaking about him and then he just doesn't perform. I hope he I hope he does because he's only a kid. Well, you don't want yeah. him to flop. But then... Not if he goes to Chelsea, but yeah. Okay, just get a move on, innit? Come on. Time's um, Cav, Enzo, Casado, have you got a choice? If you had a choice? Casado, uh, but because but Enzo's not had the same amount of uh, time to really compare. I don't. I think it's a bit unfair. I, th- I actually mm. think the Enzo, I think Enzo's been massively hyped. I've got to be honest. I think there's a player there, but I think the fees and the interest and stuff, I think it's been massively blown out of proportion. There you go. Uh, Gagpo chat, Casado chat. Uh, what else did we start off with? That was it. I guess there's a small matter of game tomorrow, guys. Um, we really, really, I'll start off with you, Avi. We really should be battering the shit out of this Leicester City team. They're not very good. Uh, Brendan Rogers going through a rough patch. They were 2 0 down after 10 minutes against Newcastle, who were without St. Maximum, Isaac, and Callum Wilson. Surely, surely, we. We keep the momentum going. We've got three league wins in a row. Surely we make it four, Avi. There's no shocks. Please tell me. No. Tomorrow should be uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, it starts from the back. I'm not even talking about the defenders, but the goalkeeper. Um, I know he's one of ours. Um, and how we got 12 million for Danny Ward is amazing. Great work. Unbelievable. It was great work. Uh, Michael Edwards, um, props to him. He's absolutely terrible. And... You know, I don't really want to come down on play. We know what's happening like tomorrow. We know what's happening tomorrow now. No, he's not going to turn into bloody prime <laughs> Buffon tomorrow. He won't, Grizz. He's awful. Um, and the team, the players around him, 
apart from Harvey Barnes, who's actually shown something this season, they just look as if they don't want to play for the, not for the, even the manager, for the club anymore. Tillemans, you know, this contract talk for the last two and a half years, you know, he, he's just stayed there, stagnated at Leicester. You know, Vardy, the, the mileage is now catching up with him. Madison's out. Um, and the players that have come in and sort of replaced, they've, they've not done it. Like Patson Dacca came from Austria with this great goal-scoring record, you know, but he's done nothing of note. Um, and, yeah, he's finding it tough, Brendan. So, yeah, tomorrow's a straightforward... For me, it's a straightforward uh, victory. I'm going to go with the 3-0. Um, and I think uh, hopefully we'll get to unveil Gakpo at halftime or just before the game. Um, that would be nice as well. Uh, I would start with probably Ox, Nunes and Sam. I'm going to get your team prediction in one second. Davla, Sabrka, Sabr, Sabr, Sabr. Sorry, I always yeah. do that. Sorry. Kev, um, I know we've said this so many times this season, but surely, don't call me surely, you're going to say. Oh. <laughs> my name's not surely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't, you yeah. can't mess up. Uh, it's, look, Friday night, under the lights, first game back at Anfield. It's been ages. We were like, it's like, wow. I can't remember the last time we played at home. Please don't tell me it was Leeds. Uh, no, Southampton, I swear. When Nunes... No, Southampton was the afternoon kickoff. Southampton. It was, it was the, no, Southampton was the afternoon kickoff, three o'clock. Yeah, three no, but it was the last home game, I'm saying. Oh, so it was the evening kickoff. Mm. Mm. Like, look, there should be a good atmosphere. We're off the back of a win. You know, the fans should be really up for it, excited to see the players again. Gapo. New signing, yeah. yeah talk, about, talk about, you know, what a new signing can do. It'll be really exciting to see him there. I'm sure the cameras will be panning to him in the stands and, and all of this and stuff. So there's a bit of a feel-good factor there. Um, I think the crowd probably got to recognise their responsibility to go support the team and help them build on that on them wins. I think it'll be the... F- I think we've got three in a row now. So maybe it's the start of a bit of a run, you know, and get that momentum going. In terms of the game... Leicester have been pretty awful this season. Nine losses, nine losses already. A lot of the fans have been questioning Brendan for a long time. Um, he seems to chop and change style and tactics and players and stuff. They've got a lot of injuries. Look, all the all the um, all the uh, excuses are, are there for Leicester and and they're fair. Um, but I, I got to admit, Leicester are a team on any given day that can actually put a good performance together. And I always fear playing Leicester because I speak to the guys early today and I say, usually, you know, you go to these grounds like Palace on like on a night game and it can be a bit tough and they can get some. You go to Brentford and it's like a really physical game and you can lose it at set piece or something. Leicester, genuinely, they can just turn up and just play good football and just like have really nice patterns of play, good passing football and carve you open and score goals. It's not happened too many times this season, but they do have that in them. I think... Even beyond, you know, Rogers being there, they've actually got really good coaches in there, and they're coached well, and they they've played really nice football at times. Not just the title winning season. Even after that, you know, I've watched them many of times, and they play really good stuff. And I've admired a lot of what they've done. But injuries and and the state they find themselves at the minute, Liverpool really should just just go in there and just worry about themselves and play their way. They Liverpool don't need to change anything for tomorrow. Well, this is it. I was just going to segue into sort of any changes, guys. From anyone, because I would have thought same thing. Avi, you're suggesting Ox to come back. Omar, you saying? Oh no, sorry, you're saying Ox keeps his place on the left. So same team basically. Bobby's trained though, right? Though Bobby's, Bobby's trained. Bobby's, no, Bobby maybe. won't be. No, no, Bobby's not going to be back. Yeah, then go with yeah, go with that three. Oh no, sorry. Bobby, Bobby did train. Yes, Bobby will be back for selection. Yes, he'll be on the bench. 
So you're not so you're if Robbie's back and he's still any changes? No, I think there's it's a one, game. There's, one there's one change. Go on. Kanate's got to play. Does yeah, he? Good yeah, Matt was poor. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. Matt was yeah. very poor. Not saving for um, nah. Brentford away. We definitely need him for Brentford away. No, because no. because the threat no. that Les- the Le- the threat that Leicester are going to poise in tomorrow's game is the pace of Barnes and Dakar, and quite obviously they're going to target down Trent's side. So I think you I think you put Canati in there just for the Straight pace. Away, yeah. You, you look yeah, at Brentford so. though. You look at Brentford and you think Tony. Who would you rather, Canati or Matip? Matip. Do you? I think to- Tony's not going to Tony's going to run away from our defense like Dakar and. Barnes possibly can. Mm. Like I think pace is more important in this game for that set of strikers that they yeah, have. Them. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think I. I think either or. You, you're not. You're not going wrong. I think I'd be the way he's playing at the moment. I'd be more more worried with Gomez at centre back. But I, I agree. I agree. I think. I think. No, I'm. I'm. I'm in agreement. Throw Konate in there. I just throw Konate in there, man. Is there um, any shout for Carvalho coming in for Ox? No, or? not for me. Who's on the right Ox, hand side? Ox, it's not Ox James Justin, is it? Who's on the well, right hand side? We've got Ants Lester's fan channel. Appreciate uh, you coming in. To our chat. Thank you very much. He says, whoever plays at the back won't have anything to do. We won't get the ball forward enough to use Vardy and Dakar pace. Listen, we've been down here before. You guys, one of the worst nights of last year for me at Leicester City when they won 1-0 and we missed chance after chance after chance. Look, so, do you remember that yeah. Sadio Mane chance? Yeah. Uh, and then this Mohamed Salah penalty. Salah penalty yeah. And who was their what? goalkeeper? Save, save after save after save. It was it was like his dad in goal as well at the same well, time. Well, tomorrow's different. All we've got to do is hit the target tomorrow. So Darwin Nunes, tomorrow. Stop this chat. Stop this chat. No, please, I'm telling please. you. <laughs> Danny <laughs> <Ward> is awful. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it now before the night's out, right? Darwin Nunes is getting a hat trick tomorrow. Oh, get off. I think he'll score at least two. He is my he's gonna be oh, my these two on the three. same show. Put your balls on the line to say three, you know. What's his two business? Say three. My, they've got they've got a Marte at centre back, man. Oh, this guy was man of the match. That's true. He was he was man of the match. They they might have Ndidi back tomorrow. Might unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just our luck. Unbelievable. But anyway, guys, this has been uh pre-match carnage for Leicester City, even though we spent five minutes talking about the game as opposed to transfers. It would be, it'll be, it'll be great. It'd be great. It would be great if we got like a nice little, you know, transfer news boost just before the game or something tomorrow, you know. It would wreck the appetite of the crowd as well at the cops, you know, just a nice little New Year's Eve sort of, uh, you know, I know it's not Eve tomorrow, the PR team at, at Liverpool. Just a little, uh, <laughs> you know, just a little, uh, just a little gift. Another one uh, would be nice. Uh, good night. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.